Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today are Josh Shenfield and Alan Techsmith, two prolific nerds who talk about video games, movies, TV, pop culture, and tech on Press Start to Join. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks very much. I have to say prolific is very flattering. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. We're going to get into it. I can prove it. Uh, <laughs> Seen and Heard in Edmonton is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. And you'll hear more about that later in the show, along with a message about our other sponsor, the Edmonton Community Foundation. All right. So Josh and Alan, I uh, enforced a kind of uh, description on you. How do you guys describe Press Start to Join? Well, it's hard to describe because we started as one thing and then we've morphed into what we do now. Mm. So we, we years ago tried to be something that was timeless and have different topics and uh, then topical things got too interesting and now we're doing a weekly tech show. So. And you've got kind of different formats. for So some of your shows are news where you're just talking about you can't buy Soylent anymore. Oh, um, this yep. new thing came out and uh, I don't like that uh, innovation on social media or whatever, right? <laughs> but then you have some other things that you do as well now. What are th- some of those other things? Like some video game history kind of stuff? Yeah, I've started writing uh, a s- different script every month about uh, some sort of video game history. Right. And uh, we do that last Wednesday of every month. And it's usually done the weekend before it. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, they seem to be doing really well. Yeah, it's kind of a deep dive, like, stuff you should know about video games, right? I wish I was good as stuff you should know. <laughs> well, they just did, they just passed their thousandth episode. Yeah. I think after a while, they've been able to get good. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Uh, and then you also do, sometimes you'll do, like, live interviews. Like, you came to the launch party for the Albert Podcast Network and gathered some tape there. Yeah, it, Live is definitely something we want to do more, but we're both working through shyness. <laughs> <laughs> so I, at the live inner at the uh, the podcast meetup, we sort of egged each other on, like you got to do it. No, you got to do it. And then <laughs> we pushed each other to do it. it. It's it's a stack of crippling shyness, but we want to talk to people. Yeah, it's just really, really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but we we work through it, and we've had um, stuff like that at the podcast launch party. And we've also had some, um, I, I want to call them more like studio interviews mm-hmm. with um, Madsoft Games. Um, that was the, the team from behind the station. Andrew Garfield? Yeah. And a couple of different uh, game developers we had on the show. That's cool. For, for more um, intimate, less like live, more edited. Right. Yeah. yeah. But most of the time the show is you guys talking about stuff that you've observed in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. current geek events is the general description, I'd say. <laughs> so why did you start it? Because you could just have that conversation without microphones if you wanted. Well, I mean, that that's the thing. Like we, we were talking and we were like, this is actually kind of interesting. Maybe we should record it and like share it with people. And was it because you were podcast listeners yourselves? Oh my, no. no? I got into <laughs> podcasts after actually starting the whole PS2J. I think it was mostly Josh. Yeah, I... Uh it, it started when there was three of us. We had a third member, Mike. We would just have interesting conversations and go, why don't we record this? Because like, we would make each other laugh and then we'd tell stories about our conversations. So it's like, why not just put it on the internet? That's what the internet's for. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And you've, But you've been out of this for five years. 
Yes. Yeah, that's quite a long time. So that's why I say prolific because he just passed. As we're speaking right now, I just uh, listened to episode 163. Mm. Uh, that's a lot. That's a big number. And that's after our rebrand as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you were something else before? We had 10 odd episodes before. In uh, for, We started in, wow. Uh, now he's looking through his, <laughs> his October, notes. And October 23rd, 2012. That was your first episode. Yeah, of and some we kind. did. First one was like an hour and a half, and then we were told shorten it. So we did three half-hour episodes that would release in part one, two, three. Yeah, and uh, we've hit a stride now. We're doing better. Well, you said rebrand, so press mm-hmm. start to join was not your original name. No, it was it was still press start to join, but now we got uh, PS2J uh, a number of the episode. Oh, okay, and then now we've added news, history, variety, interview, right. live. Yeah, in in the old format, we're calling that PS2J Classic. Yeah, and I think I think that's only available on the website. We don't even have it on iTunes or anything. Yeah. It's nowhere near as good. We have worse equipment. I think the first episode was all of us on headsets. No, wow. <laughs> we learned what uh, microphone bleed was first of all, and then we learned it's hard to run three USB devices at the same time. So we learned to make MIDI controls on Mac. So we've been forced to learn a lot of interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we tried to do the first episode on three different headsets, had a ton of bleed, and ended up the first episode on the microphone built into Josh's iMac. Oh, and that they always say never do that, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that was like better than the alternative at that time. Well, the, the main problem was that we had bleed across the headsets, but they were all somehow in different timings. Oh, so there was no way to properly synchronize them and have all the bleed match up with the actual audio. And it just, it sounded awful and echoey and the eyesight microphone was better than the headsets. Yeah. <laughs> At the time. Yeah. Okay. So before all this, how did you guys meet? Uh, friends from high school. Yeah? yeah. In Edmonton? Nah, in uh, Stony Plain. Ah, see, I went to high school in Spruce Grove, so I'm like your Parkland County sister (laughs) here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, uh, I've had a little group of friends. Alan was introduced as a interest from the girls, and I'm just like, oh, there's a there's a guy. Oh, great, (laughs) (laughs) a competitor for all the girls in the group back in high school. (laughs) And then uh, no, we started playing games and. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragon Ball Z and yeah. the rest is history. We've just been friends since uh, 2014? No, 2004. Four. Wow. Yeah, Four. No. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked a little bit about how the podcast has evolved over the years. So some of it is format, some of it is sophistication of technology, some of it is the cast of players. You had another mm-hmm. co-host for a while and then you didn't. Yeah, Mike... Uh, we, it was really great because we all had different interests and it was awesome to have three people to bounce off of. But he became successful in the cosplay world. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we told, we like tears in our eyes, go free. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, he is can be seen in the branding for uh, uh, Edmonton and Calgary Expo as the master chief in those commercials. Right. So he is a guy that... Like, can you describe Master Chief for people who don't oh, know what uh, that is? Halo uh, franchise. He's a green armored super soldier, gold mask. And all handmade armor. And it's yeah. crazy good. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing the amount of work. I remember the episode you guys did where he explained how he makes mm-hmm. something. And it was just like, wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, Alan had a vacation and 
Alan was like, well, since you have access to all the servers and the editing, you can continue on. So I was like, well, let's see if Mike's not busy. Yeah. And he had he slows down because uh, convention season's over. So I uh. got him for a few episodes. <laughs> but you guys are now the core of it. Mm-hmm. And so what keeps you ticking? What keeps you wanting to keep doing this? It's work, right? It, it, it is work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly for Josh, to be fair, because all I do is for the weekend episodes, I basically gather notes of what's going on throughout the week and then talk about them and then send Josh the audio file and things happen. Mm-hmm. So what's your magic process? How do you, what do you do with it when you get it? Uh, we record separately using Audacity uh, from our homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a syncing process with a great website, website called time.is where we clap into the microphone. <laughs> Neat. And then uh, I mix it all on GarageBand and I'm able to balance and isolate our audio. I can make conversations that never happened by clipping and rearranging everything. <laughs> but you wouldn't do that. Uh, I've done it for humor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's still, it is, it sounds like work that you enjoy and your part of it is like maybe more enjoyable when you're just showing up to talk than, than Josh's um, actual technical work. But what makes you want to keep doing it week after week? When we get feedback from fans. Yeah. Like, uh, great people that want to throw us even just a dollar on Patreon. <laughs> and then you get to see all the notes we make. So that's interesting. Too. Yes. I'm looking forward to reading those. Yes. And uh, basically whenever someone says, I heard your show or at the podcast meetup, I, we handed out our uh, uh, networking cards and people have like, have seen this logo before. Yeah. It's like yeah. we've been around for five years. <laughs> so I'm glad it's being seen. Yeah. So that's interesting because you said you started it because you guys were having these conversations anyway and you might as well put it out so it's really more in the service of you i guess Mm. but now what motivates you is the possibility of reaching other people yeah 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 yeah, absolutely like one of my favorite things is a friend of mine from the states actually he listens to the podcast and just out of nowhere he'll start texting me responses to things we talk about in the previous episode (laughs) And it's just, it's so satisfying. It just puts a grin on my face. (laughs) That would be, yeah. Like even like radio guys don't get that kind of feedback, right? That's cool. Okay, I have more questions for you, but uh, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, which acts as a bridge between donors and charities to help create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. The foundation produces a wonderful monthly podcast called The Well-Endowed Podcast, so-called because the foundation helps donors set up endowment funds to support good works in our community. The December episode of the podcast features three fascinating stories, one about the continuing effects of the wildfire that uh, devastated Fort McMurray, one that visits with the horses at the White Mud Equine Learning Center, and one that talks about the red pandas at the Valley Zoo and the breeding program that continues to ensure that the world keeps having lots of cute, fuzzy, wonderful red pandas to adore. You can find this episode and more at thewellendowedpodcast.com. It's also available in Apple Podcasts and on Google Play. And it is an affiliated member of the Alberta Podcast Network. So you can also find it at albertapodcastnetwork.com. 
All right, we're back with Josh and Alan. So I noticed on your website that you've been trying lots of different ways to monetize Press Start to Join. So you have Patreon, mm-hmm. you have display ads, which I assume are like Google AdWords, yep, something exactly. like that. You've got some affiliate links. So if I go to Amazon through you, you get a little cut or whatever I buy there, right? Yep. And and then you also have a t-shirt deal where if I use your offer code, you'll get a little bit from that. Yeah, the best thing I think is when it we can we can get someone that'll have a coupon code or just use a link and then we get like credit for driving traffic. Right. So all those things that you're doing, what have you learned about just that what it takes to monetize at all on your on your podcast don't quit your day job yeah (laughs) that's like we have made literally dollars in the (laughs) podcast industry (laughs) the best was when we tried uh, we had a youtube channel and we got a check from nintendo from the creators program for cent yeah that was good like one cent Yeah. yeah Wow. Because <laughs> with uh, the Nintendo Creator Program, they let you put uh, Nintendo games like on a Let's Play channel on YouTube, and you get, I think, 70% of the ad revenue. Okay. And yeah, that worked out to uh, a few cents over the course of months. <laughs> <laughs> but on the website itself, with that, let, let's just talk about the advertising stuff. People might think that those display ads like generate significant coin they don't necessarily right no I, we, we have yet to see a check from from amazon or from adwords or even from ripped i think ripped is the only thing where uh the first time it pulled out we went to see the movie re- reviewed oh yeah you paid for your your movie ticket for uh spider-man yeah spider-man homecoming uh the ripped apparel coupon code bought me one movie ticket. <laughs> well, that's a benefit. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. It's hard. And it's clearly not your motivation. No. But it is nice. If yeah. You can. Do you have any advice for people if they want to look into doing any of those things? Uh, I think the coupon code is the best because it's shareable even if people aren't listening to the podcast. Yeah. Which we hope they are. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's shareable and everybody gets a benefit from it mm. versus like the Amazon link, it's out of the way for people and they see no difference mm. versus the ripped code. They they get a discount and we get some money back from ripped. Right. So it it's probably the, the best of both worlds. Yeah. And then the Patreon, what have you learned from that that you would give advice to people on if they wanted to start their own? Uh, I not much. I think right now. I think if we had more fan base, that could that was asking about notes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. even if we miss stuff and it was still in our notes, it's up on our Patreon, right? And uh, we do. Uh, we have one fan, uh, Dalton, that's been donating for quite a while, and uh, he'll actually contact me, and we have a little back and forth, and that's really gratifying. Like just having him talk to us. Yeah. 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 So that's more important, really, than the, yeah. the few dollars he's sending your way every month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have gone through a couple of revamps on the Patreon rewards. Um, and it was mainly just to basically make it clear, like, hey, you're not getting a ton of stuff from us, but you're getting, like, shout-outs and, and conversation and information instead of trying to give a better idea of, like, behind the scenes and more things for to encourage people to to give us a couple bucks a month to access right. it. Yeah. 
Do you think Patreon could do more to let creators know what works and what doesn't? I've, I'm not on it. I'm I'm a patron, but I'm not on the platform yet myself. I, I think they do give you a bunch of resources on how to run campaigns and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like it's on us. <laughs> I think Patreon's doing just fine. <laughs> well, you, you have your hands full with this show, right? Yeah. Which is quite a bit as well. So... Um, What's what do you think is the most challenging part of doing your podcast? Uh, enjoying all the stuff I want to enjoy, like games, but still have time to record and edit. Yeah, well, in a way, you you, but it is kind of part of the work to yeah. to play the games or or do the stuff so you can talk about it. You're right. I should be playing more Mario Odyssey right now. <laughs> Don't use me as your ammunition in whatever fight you may be having with anybody in your life about how much time you're spending on stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the hardest part is just is the time investment because it is a big thing. Like I, I say like, oh, I'm just building notes throughout the week, but I do spend like an hour and a half, two hours before we record, like making a properly formatted list to go through of, of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then we have the recording time. And then if we have any technical difficulties, we have to record the episode a second time. That just happened. Yeah. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. With Silent Hill Part 2? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. And, That's and heartbreaking. Th- yeah. There was even one case where we had to record an episode like three times. And the third time, it's just like, we're out of it. And it yeah. It ended up being a 20-minute episode. <laughs> we're just punch drunk <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, but I do, as a listener, I have to say that I do really appreciate the time that you put into the structure because there are lots of uh, friends sit down and talk into the mic for an hour or half an hour or whatever podcast where it's just meandering, right? And I don't know where you're going and I don't know if you're ever going to end. <laughs> I have to thank Alan for adding structure to the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I had all the energy and uh, the willingness to edit and he was like, okay, this is a flow we'll have. And I was Thank you. <laughs> What's in your nature, Alan, that would cause you to have that sort of editorial sense? I just kind of like structure. Like I'm I'm the guy who bought a puzzle on vacation and then got home and did it in four days. Thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. Just <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I just I I like I don't like a ton of planning, but I like structure when I do have the stuff all together. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, Alan, that you were not a big podcast fan before you guys started, but Josh, were you? Yeah. And what was your, what did you like? What was your um, inspirations? Uh, I listened to uh, Twit. It's a... Oh, uh, This this Week week in Tech tech from, uh, what's his name? Leo Laporte. Yeah. I followed him when he was, had a TV show. And then when I found his podcast, I got way into it. Yeah. And then a lot of geeks, uh, Star Wars-y things and uh, almost all comedy podcasts as well. Right, Joe Rogan and Mark Maron and stuff like that. Uh, I started with Mark Maron, but uh, I drifted towards the uh, nonsense, like comedy bang bang. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, hard. That's hard stuff to kind of replicate. Yeah, and I like yeah. to call it Hollywood humor. Like it's becoming more relevant with like BoJack Horseman being popular on Netflix. So mm-hmm. I can just sort of say that's Hollywood humor. <laughs> All right. So what do you think the biggest misconception people have about podcasting? What what would that be? Um, you've been at it for five years, so I feel like you are some of the, the most uh, experienced people in Edmonton doing it. There's some that have been at it for 10, but five is pretty long, right? Yeah. So what, what do 
people misunderstand about podcasting? Uh, they think we know exactly how many people are listening. <laughs> we don't use a service like Podbean. I, uh, we, I, t I took a bunch of web design and I've scripted all our XML for our podcast. So the best I can do is look at our download stats and view how many downloads each episode MP3 has gotten. Mm -hmm. And like, I still can't get a demographic worksheet like other sites can provide and stuff. So the most we ask from people is just tell us that you're listening. <laughs> Why do you do it in that really like by hand way instead of using one of the services that makes it easier? I didn't realize there was that service and I didn't want to pay for it. Uh. It's it's artisanal homegrown RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have 100% control. Uh, I can't schedule anything, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But like I, I have all the hosting. Uh, the website is a WordPress template we've modified for our uses and we're able to just change what we want when we right. want to. Yeah. So you've traded control for... A yeah. little bit of the, the functionality some of those guys have. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm now about to talk about things I barely understand, but I think that you might be able to push your feed as it is through PodTrack and get some of those numbers and that it would be free or cheap. Well, going through uh, iTunes is easy because a lot of people scrape the iTunes database. Mm. And whenever there's a service that says, Get your podcast on this site. We're on it. Like, right. Yeah. As soon as I that, learned yeah. it exists. But PodTrack could give you those stats, the analytics. Like that's what they do. I'll look it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think you should know how, pe how many people listen. Um, you might be pleasantly surprised or you might be like, you know, we still in podcasting, we still don't really know. Yeah. Right. We'll see what Apple does with whatever it promised at W. WDC, is that the words? Because yep. um, <laughs> they promised to give us better analytics, right? But And, and they added a, a couple new features, mm -hmm. but uh, nothing really stood out. And just like, I, I would really like for iTunes to respect the release date field on the RSS feed. Oh, why? What is that? I can... I can date something for the future. Yeah. And iTunes will say, this comes out tomorrow. Uh-huh. And it'll be in your on your phone, ready to listen. Oh. Dated, dated for tomorrow. It'll be oh. ready to listen. <laughs> so it's pretty. Yeah. And it even says tomorrow written out. It doesn't give the date. It'll say tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so no respect. It's like your way of time traveling. It's like, here yeah. we are in the future when this is now able to be listened to. All right. Uh, what's next for Press Start to join? I want to... I've been talking. Well, I've been talking to Alan a lot about remixing a bunch of our uh, history of gaming. Yeah, and then he can maybe make something visual, and then we can put those on YouTube. Oh, that's interesting. Because you're an artist, right? Um, not not really. I was doing the video editing for our Let's Plays. Okay, and we were uh, doing that on YouTube a lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're we're thinking if we can get the audio tracks, put it together with some kind of like visualizer effect. Okay. And and our faces, throw that on YouTube and kind of push the the history of gaming episodes since those are the most heavily produced episodes that we make. Yeah. I think, here's my two cents, that there is tremendous appetite for that kind of thing. And my one data point for that is my 12-year-old son. That is the kind of thing he consumes. Like he's all interested in Mario actually right now. And so he can tell me everything about the whole history and knockoffs and 
he's very deeply into uh, glitches. Like he'll watch videos about glitches and then try to replicate them on his computer with this. I don't know. I I don't understand what he's doing, but I do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we understand. Yeah, <laughs> he loves that kind of stuff. Like, it, and and I feel like they have like he has an endless appetite for it. So make a podcast for my kid. <laughs> <laughs> the the gaming ones are so hard because they're so long. Yeah, but but I feel like the people who care, mm. which includes you, have an almost infinite uh, capacity for taking that in, right? So, I mean, an hour and a half would be too long, right? All yeah. at once. But I don't know. I feel like there there's a lot of appetite for that. And definitely I'm sort of learning how to write them the more I've written. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because that, those ones are the one that I just finished listening to part one of Silent Hill. So that's the only one I've listened to. But because right. I don't play games. And so I don't know what you're talking we about most Tetris. of the time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. That Tetris one. And I played that for my son in the <laughs> car and he oh, really liked you. it. Yeah. I kept, I forgot. It's, I should drop you a line instead of just, you know, saving that for that one time I'm going to see you. But anyway, <laughs> 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 the Tetris one is really interesting. And. The uh, and the Silent Hill one was too, and it's but yeah, it's it's way different from you guys riffing with each yeah. other. You, Josh, are doing a whole bunch of research, and then you, Alan, are kind of reacting, saying, mm-hmm. "What? That's crazy! I, Tell I, me more!" Right? I keep it a secret from him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's it is like so kind the of, initial reaction is real, yeah, and then I awesome. send him my script for the welcome presser to join. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah, I I, I think. You should do lots of those, even though they're way more work there. <laughs> oh, they're a lot of fun for me. There's zero work. I just record and listen and react and I'm done. This is great encouragement. Though. <laughs> You're doing a lot of help for us. That's good. That's my main job here. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to ask uh, Josh and Alan about local independent media that they recommend. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by ATB Financial, founding sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network. I'm here with my daughter, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, Mom. We're recording right now at CKUA Radio in Edmonton on Jasper Avenue, and there is some interesting construction going on on the main floor as we speak. There is. That poor lounge room. Uh, What's going on? So they're building branch of ATB and it's actually called the branch it's called the branch for arts and culture and it's meant to be a clubhouse and an arts venue and a financial institution for creative Albertans and people who work in the cultural industries it's in the lobby of this beautiful building that CKUA um, does a radio from and yeah it's going to be a place for people to come and do their banking who might otherwise be um, underbanked as they say I'm so hyped, but what gives ATB kind of the authority here? Well, um, one of the things is that the people who came up with this idea and are running with this idea are artists themselves. And we happen to know the director very well because the the guy that came up with the idea for the branch and is running it is Ben Spencer. That last name sure sounds familiar. It sure does. Who's, who's Ben Spencer to you? He's my uncle, so one might say we have a lifelong connection, (laughs) and he is most certainly an artist. He is. He's a beautiful singer-songwriter. He wrote a song with your name in it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he writes, he has an album out that's uh, Songs for Terrible Children, and he also has 
like less uh, child oriented music as well. And he did a campaign for ATB where he wrote a song as well. That's right. That's right. Uh, Resonate. Yes. The name of love that. that song. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ben's been working hard because he uh, works at ATB as well. And he's been working hard to make a place for people like him to get the banking services that he, they need. And pretty soon it'll be open uh, here at uh, 9804 Jasper Avenue. Looking forward to it. You can find out more at atb.com slash the branch. Okay, now it's time where we throw a uh, shiny spotlight on what other people are doing. So what local podcasts, blogs, or YouTube channels, or Twitch channels, or whatever do you recommend to other people? Uh, I very early uh, discovered the Edmonton nerd list guy yeah kelly and back when it was like just a facebook list and it's been really neat to watch him evolve through everything Mm -hmm. and were we on his show Uh, i don't think so i know i've I've watched his show though yeah like it it's been amazing watching him go from oh i'm at an event to like here's my full-on show and stuff yeah kelly froze um I mean, his the the compendium of everything nerdy in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and we all benefit from his extreme and, and pathological completism because he wants to put it all together in one place. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, anything else? I, I record with a Twitch streamer. In yeah, Edmonton. tell us about him. <laughs> uh, we've had him on the show. His name's Ryan. Goes by like Curibro. Okay. And uh, yeah, he has a dedicated audience and. He had me on his show, but it's getting like the least views it's ever like out of all his shows, like 27 views versus his average, like 100, 200. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sure that's not a reflection on you. But explain to me, why do people want to watch other people play video games? Well, I think they're hooked. Like he's got a whole like group of people that have been attracted to him with like he does art and he does uh, his gaming stuff and. Uh, we met him and then we started doing our gaming and then sort of when we fell out of that I just kept riding his coattails and I'd show <laughs> up at his house and play games but do you like watch other Twitch channels for fun? Uh, not Twitch so much mostly YouTube okay but why is that interesting? Uh, it's I'd say 80% personality okay and then uh, definitely there are the horror games I won't play myself but I'll watch oh so you can watch somebody else doing the scary thing and and freak out and and laugh at how they freak out and stuff sometimes they like when they're just good at the game too yeah I guess but I don't know my my kids watch those all the time too and I I, and I I don't know (laughs) and at the same time I don't understand why people would watch someone kick a football why don't you go kick it (laughs) okay that that is an analogy that makes sense to me because I do watch sports and you're right like I'm it's like I'm not out there and I don't there's no um compulsion to be out there and yet I do enjoy the the man kicking the football (laughs) sports video games always seemed weird too (laughs) do you watch twitch channels or youtube playthroughs yeah, I, I watch a couple of uh, YouTube Let's Players, and and like Josh said, a lot of it is the personality of the person playing. Right. If if they're engaging, entertaining, um, if, if they have good chemistry with other people on the show, 
And another part is uh, a lot of the time I'll find a playlist of a game I'm interested in, but either don't have time to play or the console or the, the fortitude to, <laughs> to go through and, and watch them play through. So I get the story and I, I get the entertainment that way without having to play it myself. That's an interesting angle at it as well, because there is this whole genre of games that are, they're a new form of fiction really. And, mm-hmm. but th- it, you can't just read it. You have to spend hours and hours and hours going through it. And so, yeah, I can see how that would be attractive. Yeah, it's it's super digestible to just sit down at supper time and watch 15, 20 minutes of a video game and just do that for a couple months and then you basically played it. <laughs> yeah, because neither of us have uh, like a TV subscription. Right. It's all internet. Wow. <laughs> You're the future. <laughs> Beware, mainstream media. Um, any other recommendations that you guys want to... I definitely have to mention uh, the Northern Nerdcast. Yeah, yay so, for the Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> awesome, and they had us on the show, and they have a lot of in- really interesting people on the show. Like us? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I really like the format, too, how they do like a live stream of the Google Hangout mm-hmm. and then archive the audio. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and they're so nice, and, they're, and Dan and Chelsea are just endlessly enthusiastic about what other people are doing, which I really I think must be, well, we've all been interviewed yeah. by them, so we know that it feels good, mm-hmm. but I think it, it, it sends out positive nerd vibes out from everybody that they talk to. Yeah, it's Absolutely. always a good experience to run into those guys. Yeah, yeah. I think Dan's in doing extra life right now, so he's staying up all night playing video games for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Um. My last question to you is, what's your advice for someone who's interested in starting a podcast with a friend? Do it in a quiet, non-echoey environment <laughs> and you'll be happy with the results. <laughs> and uh, the best trick that we had, like when we started, um, we'd always have people coming over to my house and we record around the dinner table and it was always a pain because like after the podcast, everyone's kind of socializing and I'm like, hey, everybody get out of my house, please. I'd like mm-hmm. to go eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing for us has been recording over, uh, we were on Skype for a while and then we started using Discord and then we just have Audacity on our separate computers at home. So we just log on to Discord, record our audio separately, put it on Google Drive and then edit it together. So even though you're in the same city it still makes sense for you to do it remotely. It's so much more convenient and the audio is perfectly isolated. Yeah. Like there's absolutely no bleed between the tracks. Yeah. It's really, it's it's been a huge improvement. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for offering that advice and for coming to talk to me today. You can subscribe to Press Start to Join in Apple Podcasts and Google Play and everywhere because... Like the guy said, it's everywhere now. Um, you can also find it on their website website at ps2jshow.com. And ps2jshow is what they are called on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, if you gave them just even $1 per month on their Patreon, you would make them so happy, it would just make the rest of your year. So I would encourage you to do that. They have some nice swag, too. Um, These links and their recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. 
You can find Seen and Heard in Edmonton and the other members of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Our show is, uh, or our shows uh, in the network are uh, replayed on gradio.ca at 6 p.m. every night if you like uh, streaming live. And the Alberta Podcast Network has shows on the CKUA app, which you can download for iOS or Android. Just check under the More tab to sample the network. Many thanks to Castria for helping me produce this podcast. Find out how they can help you as awesomely as they help me at wearecastria.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.